Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Laura Ashley Johnson, a registered dietitian who found the profession of dietetics through the love of food a job in the counselor's office in high school, and her own struggle with an eating disorder. Laura has found her passion working with diabetes and sharing her love of approachable and delicious food through her business called Dinner in 321. Please enjoy my conversation with Laura. Thank you for being on the podcast today. I fangirl from you all the time on Instagram and all your... (laughs) Amazing food, but then also I love your Friday conversations that you have answering oh, questions too. You. I think that's amazing. Uh, but let's go. Let's let's go back to uh, when you were thinking about being a dietitian. When did mm-hmm. you kind of find out about it? What interests you about it? Kind of take me back to that time in your life. Sure. So I got the opportunity to work inside the counselor's office in the, my senior year in high school. Mm. And there was this, you know, files and files of all these different career opportunities um, that, you know, seniors could look into. Um, And I had a class like a food and nutrition. What what was it called? It's not called that now. And they may not even have that class very much anymore. Like life and what is it? Like you had kitchens inside of that classroom. Oh, yeah. Like home economics. Home ec. Yeah, Yeah. it was home ec. Yeah. So I, I, okay, there you go. So I had home ec and I actually, and this is not something I've really made like completely public with my, my platform. I mentioned it a few times, but I actually had an eating disorder in starting in high school. Okay. So I, I love food and I just really got into a, a very strict mindset of food of what was healthy, what was not healthy. Um, you know, just, I think the balance of hormones that were shifting mm. and, you know, acceptance of what your body was going to be like, it, it kind of negatively impacted me. So I, I wanted to learn more about foods and even though it was kind of negative in my health, I, I actually wanted to grow in it, like in my knowledge. So I thought, you know what, food is pretty much my favorite thing. And I like nutrition and I'm going to look into being a dietitian and I just read its file and I went and observed a few people and I also had a program. It was called HCOP. It was health careers opportunity program. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we got a a month and a half in the summer to do lots of different rotations and it just solidified that I wanted to be a dietitian. There was no question about it. So that's really cool. What a great opportunity. It really was. It was at Eastern Kentucky University, and I don't know if they still have it, but it, it was a. It had like physical, like if you want to be a physical therapist or go into den- to being a dentist or just all different kinds, you could try to experience different areas. So I knew I, what I wanted to do. I got into college. I never looked another direction. I always loved nutrition. And it was honestly in college growing in my knowledge of nutrition that it brought me out of my eating disorder as well. Really? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Cause I've heard mm-hmm. it goes opposite. I heard it gets worse. Yeah, no, it totally can. I had orthorexia nervosa. So I actually ate 
just enough calories to sustain my energy. So it's it's usually around a thousand calories. Um, typically, like a person with anorexia will be lower than four hundred. So, gotcha. Orthorexia is more. You're just so um, always thinking about food. You can't think of anything much else. Else. It's, it's an obsession it truly is and like it can cause a lot of um, friction in families and relationships mm-hmm. so you know there's just there's a lot of there's a lot more detail about that type of disease but um and it's kind of unique there's not a lot of I've not had a lot of patients in my career with that they usually have extreme low or or overweight gotcha. types of things we deal with so Well, I think that's interesting that it actually like the knowledge that you learned and how Mm -hmm. you just gained more knowledge about nutrition that it helped you probably be Mm -hmm. a better dietitian too. Absolutely. And it's things that you don't think about. I remember the course that I went through one semester talking about vitamins and minerals. And if you're restricting yourself to the to the amount that I was, I had noted some hair loss that I was probably for like the last three or four months before that. And then I realized Mm. it was some essential nutrients I wasn't getting because of my restriction that was making me lose my hair and extreme fatigue, Mm. like more than just tiredness that you just can't, you can't compare to, you can't sleep. You can't sleep it off. You can't sleep it off. Right. (laughs) No. Oh gosh. It's just, it's, it's, in itself, probably the one of the worst, I felt like, side effects of the choices I was making was just the tiredness. And, and that's not good in, in a college setting. No, at not at all. No. Not at all. You need all the wheels turning. That's for <laughs> right. sure. Right. <laughs> so you got, you, you didn't look back with your, with your schooling. Um, did your internship, did you do that at the same college? So my college has one. They have a coordinated program where you do a master's degree as well as your residency too. But I didn't really want my master's in nutrition. I wanted to just do a a type of clinical rotation. And I went to the University of Kentucky Hospital and VA Medical Center for that portion. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, it's a matching program type of system. And it's best that you try to apply for a few because you might qualify for one particular one that you want, but you might not match the program. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why I got a wild hair, but it was the only one I applied for and oh. <laughs> I got it. So thank, God. <laughs> thank goodness. Yes. But I, but I can say I had a really amazing experience working at a hospital in Lexington, Kentucky. And I knew there were many dietitians who had gone through working at that hospital and then also getting the program at UK because of that experience. So I kind of just mm. thought I had an edge above just by working at that hospital first. Sure. Oh, so did you love it? Did you love the clinical aspect then? Is that kind of where you thought you always wanted to be? Yes, I really did. I love working in the ICU and in the PICU and the NICU as well, seeing patients come from very poor health and lots of complications to, you know, coming back to a very normal state, you know, following them through all the stages of movement in the hospital as well. Um, It's, it's really an amazing thing to watch and just be in that environment as well, you know, just to be a part of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and that particular internship also 
you know, it heightened all of those areas. It was very hard that, that particular um, internship. And I know a lot of people in the dietetics world know that the UK VA experience is very hard. Yeah. But it's worth it for sure. What makes it, I'm curious, what makes it so hard? Just the challenge of the type of population or your preceptors or a combination of both? <laughs> it's, it's a combination of both. I will say I had a very, very, I knew going into the program, the person that was over the program was very, not just strict, but just had a way that she really liked things to be. Mm-hmm. So it, I knew, and I'm a, I'm a very, emotional if you think about a thinker versus a what is it a thinker versus a feeler I'm definitely a feeler and she was definitely a thinker so (laughs) you know and we did that Myers-Briggs I believe that's oh yes right before it started so we knew how everybody's personalities were going into it but it's so yeah but it's so quick you do all of those rotations they were every two weeks the preceptors were phenomenal and I still have best friends that were my preceptors still that were very close. Um, but you, we were in, you know, the UK hospital, it's a huge um, educational research hospital. So you get all of the wanted, ex- like everything that you'd want to see, even surgeries. You, you get to I see mean, it. Yeah. You got, I got to go see open heart surgeries, just stand oh, wow. there and watch. Yeah. Anything that you wanted to watch, you could sign up, go scrub in and just watch. That's amazing. Yeah. So you get a, you get a completely different experience. Like say you're going to, you know, I would get um, consults all the time to go and teach a heart healthy diet before a patient would be discharged. So, you know, so we go up there with our material, we go over everything, but having watched an open heart surgery, I have a completely different appreciation for the healing that's going on besides, you know, just me talking about their nutrition diet, sure. and their plate. Yeah. It's just, it gives you a different perspective I could see that Hmm. Mm -hmm. interesting (laughs) interesting so after internship what was kind of the next steps for you so as soon as I ended my internship I I actually passed my exam like three weeks later oh my gosh seriously (laughs) I did (laughs) yeah I did I I I believe we ended it in in mid-May and I had the test like June the 7th or something. So I I did that, like a review course that they provided. It was a three-day event and I couldn't go to one of them just because we weren't allowed to miss a single day of our internship, even if it was an ice storm or a baby being born, which both of those happened. Yes. Did it really? (laughs) Yes. I wasn't able to be at the birth of my nephew or... It was, yeah, it's grueling. But, you know, I thought I'm going to take this course because I want to get you know, get this passed as soon as possible. And I will tell you, since my preceptor didn't let me go to that one day of my course, the day I passed my exam, I drove straight to her office and put my certificate on her desk. I just had to be like, that shows, it shows you. Like, boom, I did it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I passed that. And then my hometown hospital where I'm from in Eastern Kentucky, they hired me. And I lived in my hometown and worked there until I met my husband and moved to the other side of the country. <laughs> oh my gosh, you did, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm from a very small town and I met my husband 
and I knew he was moving to Washington state actually the first day I went on and we, we dated long distance for two and a half years. And then I moved from Kentucky to Washington state. Oh my gosh. Was that a huge like shock to the system? Yes, it, <laughs> it was. Yeah. But you know, it was also, it, it opened up new doors as well because I, before I moved there, we were going to get married um, and we did get married and then moved there. I, went to the hospital that's local there. I reached out through email and I said, Hey, I'm going to be visiting Washington and seeing my, my fiance. Would you be you know, interested in interviewing me for a position? And when I came in just to visit for a weekend, they, they interviewed me, offered me the job. And that's really what got my, I clipped the cord in my hometown and said, okay, I've got a new job. My life's blossoming. I'm moving now. So I got like that job there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, good for you for being so proactive of like, Hey, do you, I'm coming into town. You want to interview me for a job? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was awesome. And they're a, that's where I had became a di- a certified diabetes educator in Kentucky. So I'd already gotten that portion of you know my credentialing as well. So when I moved to Washington, they're also a program, um, that really heightens its focus on diabetes. So I met that need that they had and mm. could, could work with that population. And um, I was kind of used to the type of population they worked with my Eastern Pop- Appalachia to the type, the rural area where I was at in Washington. Gotcha. So that mm-hmm. do you like thinking about like your CDE, do you feel like mm-hmm. it's a very valuable thing for dietitians to do if they are in that setting? Absolutely. I really do. I, you know, if, if they're, if they're working with an accredited program, that makes a difference as well. Um, and I, I do work now as, as well as dinner in three, two, one, I have a job with a company, it's Cecilia health and it, it's from home. I work with patients on the, on the phone from my office at home. Oh, wow. So I do use that, that CDE or CDCES now, um, because they changed oh, yes. our, That's our right. credentials. They didn't change that. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just here. But, um, I, I work with only diabetes patients. So that particular part of my degree is why I have my job from home now. So yeah, That's I would like, say it's valuable. It sounds like it's led to a lot of your, your jobs too. Like just has been that little next thing that or people are like, Ooh, I like that she has that. Yes. So we're going to yes. hire her. Right. And, you know, maybe it's just the type of work I like as well, because maybe somebody else would do better if they had gotten their master's in nutrition. But it for me, it would have been no help for anything, probably maybe like a dollar or two more on my salary. But, you know, that this job opened my job for the Cecilia Health, which has moved me from I started it in Virginia and I'm able to do it here in in Texas. Now I live in outside of Houston. Um, But I we went on some like short term stints for my husband's job and I just move. It's no difference. I can work the same. Yeah. The same thing. So I do that. And I also, I'm also a Dexcom field trainer. So I teach patients how to use their Dexcoms. (laughs) Oh my gosh. How did you get into that then? Was that just kind of part of being in the, in that realm of diabetes education? Yeah. You know, when, when I, when we made the third move with my husband, so from Washington to Virginia, so we were right out of side of DC and um, rest in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And then we were there for one year and then we came right outside of Houston. I was like, okay, I need to, I need to work something from home because I don't want to restart working at different hospitals. Sure. Like it's That's difficult to, 
It is. And and I feel it's unfair for a business to train somebody and then them work one or two years maybe and then be gone. Um, I just feel like it's a lot of investment and you can't really even grow in your career if you know you're only going to be there for a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I looked for at-home jobs when I was in Reston and I got the one from Cecilia Health and then I got the one from Dexcom as well pretty much the same time and they they traveled with me to Texas. You've been well. You've kind of been around the whole country. You've been west coast. You've been east coast, and now you're yeah. in the south. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a triangle. <laughs> yes, it is. But it's. I never thought I would have. My life would have taken course where it has taken me. Um, I'm. I'm very much a small town girl from Kentucky. I still love my small town too. My whole family, everybody lives in one small county except one aunt and she lives pretty close, but everybody in Kentucky. Yeah. So me leaving was quite a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. He, well, he must be worth it. So, oh, for sure. <laughs> he is my Prince Charming. <laughs> Absolutely. So, how long have you been doing, um, you know, like your business? I know that you've been doing um, your dinner in one, two, three, but maybe so as far as your Cecilia Health and then your Dexcom, how long have you been mm-hmm. doing that then? So, those have been for four years this September. Okay. okay. Yeah, they started in 2017. So, this will make four years and dinner in 3G1 started um, January of last year. So we're just crossing a year and a half of that. Okay. So talk to me about where that came from and the background and all the things that are about dinner in one, two, three. (laughs) Yeah. So my son was in from college and, you know, a lot of kids when they're teenagers, you're still serving dinner at night. I, I can. I have a stepdaughter and a stepson, and they're they're in two different homes as well. So we don't have them on a you know a mm-hmm. c- consistent basis. But when I grew up, I, there was always you can either cook or you can clean one or the other in <laughs> yep. the kitchen. You know, there there you nobody left the kitchen until all the stuff was taken care of, and you could either clean the dishes or you could help mom cook. Mm-hmm. So I always loved to cook and. You know, when my kids were younger, now that I've told you I've moved a lot, we also weren't always with them, except in the summers, we had them most of the time. So he came in from school and started showing some interest in wanting to learn a few basic things. And my daughter likes to cook as well. They're learning both of them. Um, But I told him, I said, you know, I said, I could teach you how to make some really good mac and cheese, not from a box. (laughs) <laughs> and and he said uh, really I said yeah it's really not hard I promise it's it's the quality is far better just to give it a little bit more effort so I literally taught him how to make a roux and a cheese sauce and you put in the pasta and a variety of cheeses and I came downstairs from talking with patients the next day and he was making it on his own Yeah. And and he's, well, the only problem he had was he used whole wheat flour in the pan, which made it a little bit mealy. (laughs) I was like, oh no, we got to use some all purpose or self-rising, but that's a (laughs) good start. That's okay. Um, But he's like, you know, you should, you should make TikToks. People really want to learn just basic skills. And this is, you know, TikTok before quarantine. Yeah, it was popular amongst kids, but it really escalated once it did. started. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I started 
dinner in three, two, one, right before COVID. So January is when it started, and then oh, COVID yeah, you hit boomed right. in March. Yeah. So that's it. Started with him thinking I should do TikToks, and then and then I thought, okay, well, you know, my generation is not heavily into TikTok, so maybe I should do Instagram as well, just so I can capture more people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. After that, I found that a lot of people also didn't have Instagram. So I thought, well, I better have a Facebook account too because (laughs) I need to make sure everybody's faces are covered. (laughs) Um, And then after it grew from January till December, you know, and I I want the business to grow, um, it was time for a website. So we started creating that in December and launched it. I believe it was the, the end of February this year, beginning of March that we launched the website. Wow. So if you don't have any type of social media, you can, you have a website to go to now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gained a lot of momentum just from the idea. And you didn't have any of these social media platforms until you really kind of started coming on with, with dinner yeah. three, two, one. Huh? Right. Yeah. I didn't have anything and I didn't know it's, you know, trying to figure out what type, what the audience wants as well. One of the questions, any type of, social media coach asks is who's your audience which is such a hard question to answer when it comes to a food blog because you really as a as a food blogger you want to capture everybody Mm -hmm. not just a certain niche but I, I can say I have probably um I probably have created a certain type of niche who's more interested but I feel like there are a lot of outliers in other areas that do like it too, that may not be in that, you know, kind of mold of what people think people who like dinner in three, two, one are. Sure. Do you, so when you think about like your recipes and I feel like what it feels like is that you're just sharing your recipes that you grew up Mm -hmm. with things that you love. Is it that, is that kind of just what you're sharing or are you creating all this from scratch? Maybe talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's really partly both. I I have a family cookbook that I've pretty much made a lot of the way through. I've just put it in sporadically throughout the years, year and a half now. Um, so they're, they're family recipes. They're recipes that were passed down. I actually have you know cards that different you know, family and friends gave me when I got married at Aww. my showers, you know, with the recipes on there. So I do use those as a, as a, you know, resource. I've used inspiration from recipes I've always liked, but you know, it's, you always have to recreate your recipe so that they're original and not copycats. True. Yes. How, um, many ing- how many ingredients do you have to change? Or how, is it like three ingredients? I think it's or three. three. Yeah. yeah I, I believe that's even what I was taught in school. Like, because we had a, a certain class in college called, it was food science, I believe. And we had to create meals and you had to look them up in the rest in the cookbooks, but you had to make three unique changes to it to, to make recipe. it your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do use in- inspiration from recipes I've had. And, and another reason is too, cause you don't want to get in trouble. It, it's just ethically not a right, the right thing to do to copy. Um, but also you, you know, if I want to make like I've shared before, like this is Magnolia Tables, oh, sure. um, Friendsgiving casserole. Even though you just speak uh, speak to it, and if you reference it in every single way, like this is not my recipe. This is 
Joanna Gaines's recipe, it still has this sense of, is it okay? Did I do everything I should the right way? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just hardly, I occasionally will share something like that and really emphasize this is this person's recipe, but I don't do it often because it just makes me nervous because I don't really know copyright protocol as far as that level of business. You, you, know? don't, you don't want someone knocking on your door saying, hey. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, like I, if, because, you know, I know that they ultimately want to make the money from their product. Like they did the sure. work for it. So, and sure. it's the same way with my, I would want the same for mine. Um, so, you know, I, over the holiday, my mom and I, I, my mom helps me a lot with the business. And I said, okay, I want to really make next week a year full of themes. I want every week to be a theme and I'm, let's go ahead and plan out every recipe for the whole year. Well, we did that, but it really didn't and work. didn't stick. <laughs> no, but, you know, because you just don't know what mood food you're going to be in and your audience kind of dictates the type of um, the temperature of the types of recipes they want. So oh, yeah. I was finding that it wasn't matching what people wanted as much as I thought it would. I thought they'd like that, but then it didn't really come. It oh didn't, my gosh. It, yeah. But I had a lot, I have a lot of recipes in my, in my bank <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's yeah. it's, you. I love how you, um, you try to take a really easy approach to food. Like just Mm -hmm. even like with your son, like, Hey, we can make a thing that you buy off the shelf really easily at home. And I feel like that's Mm -hmm. your very approach. All your recipes are very approachable. Thank you. And that's what I try to do. I think I really like when I speak to the niche that I think I'm getting, it's more of the busy families wanting to have a yummy meal on the table that is nutritious, but also has their moments of indulgences as well. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that's it. And, and it really shows in the numbers. Um, I think as you might've seen it on my Instagram, like the, my TikTok has, has the most following. I have about a little over 70,000 that follow me on TikTok. Oh my Which, gosh, that's, I'm going to have to, I just am reading on a TikTok. I just, I'll have to follow you on TikTok. Yeah. 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 Well, it's on there and you know, they figuring out, there's no way to figure out TikTok algorithm. I'll tell you right now, if you want to start <laughs> posting, it's very hard, but you want to capture their attention immediately. And it has to be very like a, a huge hook because they'll just swipe past really fast. Mm. So I've changed up the way I do videos so much over the last year and a half, but the the number one video I've had, is just went over like 700,000 views. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible. And it was that a French onion chicken and rice that I made mm, yeah. a couple weeks ago. So I know that what hooks people are very simple recipes, something that just looks really yummy. Um, also, people like a hook that brings back memories of their family in oh, some way. It gotcha. does. Yeah, like I made, so I have found out, and I've proven this to be wrong now, I thought that people don't really like recipes with lots of steps or ingredients or Mm -hmm. a lengthy process to make it. But when my parents were here visiting a month ago, my mom made her famous cherry berry on a cloud. It's one of my favorite desserts. Yeah. I saw (laughs) that. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's, It's incredible. And I, it's in our family cookbook. 
I have made it by myself before as well, but I didn't make it for the videos because I thought nobody's going to make the meringue the day before. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to do the filling and do the top and then wait. Let, they're not going to do it. Well, they proved me wrong. It's like <laughs> the third third most popular video I've No had. way. That's because yeah. it's so unique. I think it's because yeah. it's just like, ooh, what's that? Like it just mm-hmm. catches your eye. Like, but and yeah. most people, you lose that meringue. They're like, what? right. I'm going to have to make what? <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, and the video, it started, I I was putting my fork down to take a bite and bringing it to my mouth. And my mom actually was the one filming me do it. And I, <laughs> and I think that that was like part, part the of the hook because it yeah. looked just amazing. Um, and another thing that also is a hook is if it's controversial in some way. Hmm. And what I mean is that like on that one, for instance, it's very similar to Pavlova but it's not a pavlova. Gotcha. So people want to get, they'll write comments. That's just a pavlova. That's just a different version of a pavlova. So, you know, they, they can write those things. And I'm like, yeah, it's very similar. Both are really tasty. (laughs) But yes, I say it in my good Southern way of, yes, you're right. I'll I'll give you, I'll give you a bone. Okay. Um, But those comments are what boosts the algorithm for it. So just keep them coming. Let's go. Yeah. Even the haters, like, (laughs) like in the French onion and chicken, there are tons of people who comment on, they'll say, holy sodium, Batman. Oh, yeah. You know what? you can it's actually not that high it's like 580 milligrams per serving oh that's and not that bad it's not no and you could have 2300 milligrams for the day in the grand scheme of it it's fine mm-hmm. um and you can totally make other adjustments to do it now I don't I if I have any negative comments and I don't know if you ever see these on things but there are people who just aren't nice right in, yes in, in our in our field they're just not um I just don't respond at all like, I don't come back don't at them. engage, yeah. I don't engage at all. I don't like it. I don't delete the comment. I don't do anything to it. I like that and, approach. Yeah. I mean, yeah. then they have nothing to say back, except mm-hmm. what, what are they going to say? What, are you not going to respond? Do you know? Right. And I'm not going to respond again. So yeah. <laughs> quit asking. Right. Right. Because <laughs> most people that are like that, they're not going to change. That like, no. truly mm-hmm. shows the type of person they are. And me being like, trying to to explain myself is not going to change their opinion no it's just they're not that type of person so absolutely so they just honestly they they help it and now if someone says something like that looks really delicious but is it too salty and then I will say thank you so much it's actually not too salty for our palate and it has this much sodium so I'll respond to that because it was kind yeah they're just asking um inquiring yes mm -hmm. yeah so I just for the mean ones I just don't do anything I'll tell you I actually had a video back in July of last year I posted it on TikTok this was a learning experience and I still don't know if I would do it differently or if I would even try again but one thing that we do in Appalachian Kentucky is we can green beans you know put it in jars Mm -hmm. okay so we break beans you know string them break them and, and can them and we have them for years you know ready to go mm-hmm. so I showed a method of how we do it and I mean thousands and thousands of people it's an old method to how you can it in the oven oh okay. yeah 
Okay. So I shared the way that my family does it in step-by-step and I shared it on TikTok. So, you know, there's pressure canning and then there's the canning that we did in the oven, which also creates a pressure as well. But I had, it, it went viral overnight in terms of like it had over, it had almost a million views in, in 24 hours. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was, inc- it was incredible. But for every 40 really sweet comments of, oh, I could just smell my grandma breaking beans on her porch, all of these really sweet comments, I had for, about 40 to one, about one comment saying, you're going to kill them. You're going to kill people. Oh. This is botulism. And, and here's the thing. It is not recommended by the USDA to do that method. It's not. It's mm-hmm. pressure cooking is the is the recommended way. There are very specific guidelines to do it. And if you do it the wrong way in any way, if you don't create the vacuum pressure that it's needed or if you don't use good jars or good you know good lids or don't get the I mean there are things that can go wrong. Yes. And so I I at the time I wasn't an LLC. And I, we immediately took, took the video down because I just thought, you know what? It's it's way too controversial. Yeah, it is. It's way too controversial, controversial. And I, you know, I don't know if now if I'd post it would say, just do it at your own risk, if that would even be enough to cover it, but I didn't, you know, so we just took it down and um, I can tell you, I've had hundreds of people say, where'd your video go? I saved it. It's not there anymore. Aww. And I just say, you know, look up canning in the oven for instructions. I'm sorry. I'm not going to take um, on that responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because the thing, if you take them out of, out of the oven and they're, and they're not suctioned, you can still eat them immediately right then. They're not right. bad. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just not worth the risk because you're absolutely the people who are also haters or concerned TikTokers. <laughs> um, <laughs> they had reason to say that because there are there are things that can go wrong in that sure. cooking process. Mm-hmm. So it was just best to take it down. Such an interesting yeah. thing, like when you get into that social media realm, like you know, you mm-hmm. don't think about cooking and like people being that observant of something that mm-hmm. they would be like, Hey, you know, you could die from that, you know? Yeah. So I guess like when yeah. you have an uptick in followers, you do run that more exposure to comments like that. Oh, you do at more comments, the more exposure, the more trolls for sure. You get, um, yeah. Yeah, it does. And you know, I, my husband, I remember we were talking at the time cause I was like leaving Kentucky in the airport just in tears of like this, like the internal stress of what to do. Cause I was really excited that I was an overnight phenomenon in my own way. Right. Um, (laughs) And I didn't want to take it down, but I just was the comments. I was actually getting like death threat comments. Oh geez. Seriously. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like messages and Instagram. And then I would just block them. And then they would write me messages from other accounts. Oh gosh. Like we will find you. We, um, it was <gasps> scary. Oh my gosh. Like what in the world? I know. People yeah, it was, it was, I was, I took it down before I got on the airplane and it was probably like the first breath I took in the last you know, 10 hours before. That. <laughs> wow. So, so, when yeah. you're, so I'm sure like moving forward with your choices, you're like, what's, I mean, you're always going to be controversial, right? In some way. So how can you be as least controversial as possible, right? Right, (laughs) right. I try, like, what I'll do is say, because the videos have to be fairly short. So to say, 
you can use regular or low sodium. Like saying a mouthful every time mm-hmm. is sometimes difficult, but I always write in the recipes like regular or low sodium or light or regular sour cream because it or chicken like chicken chicken thighs or chicken breasts. Like sure. I try to give it both options. Options. Yeah, no matter what, you just. It's just pleasing everybody's. It is just hard. <laughs> you would have never guessed like starting TikTok would have been that difficult, right? <laughs> no, no. Actually, on Fan Question Friday last week, we were laughing because I'm doing them live now because um, it's just fun to do it and it's not scripted, you know. Yeah. And if they have a question, they can do it there. But someone did write in the comments, um, defund the salt police and I and I just got so tickled I was like that's right they're right they're writing tickets and we're tearing them up (laughs) that's hilarious yeah Yeah, so I think you know I'm I'm a southern girl and I love like really good down-home comfort meals and I try to play to every type of health concern as well as well Mm -hmm. Um, and you got to tiptoe around even saying things about certain nutrition plans because I I do have strong feelings about certain diets and why people probably shouldn't do them but I don't say it because I see dietitians who do and man I'm just not willing to open myself up to that criticism yeah I can understand (laughs) that too yeah I mean that's a whole nother animal when you start getting that specific uh, yeah yes so I just try to give a good good mixture of no carb to moderate carb to indulgent carb to low protein to high protein, just a little bit of everything. Well, that's what everybody kind of wants. And then you do your, you know, fan Friday and then you can answer Mm -hmm. questions. If someone has one that you think is appropriate that you can discuss. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And even in like those situations where I've gotten some questions, like I think probably one of the most controversial is the keto diet. Oh Yeah. Yeah, so I I tell them, here are some reasons why people do it, and here are some reasons why it's recommended not to do it, but you make <laughs> you your choice. You decide, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I just kind of lay it out. I feel like, and maybe it's just everybody can do it, but as a Southern girl, there's a way we can do it without... Yeah, well, bless your heart. You know? Yeah, being sweet about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll just be real sweet about it. And it's on you. How do you how do you balance all of this with your, you know, with your job that you do with diabetes and then doing the, vi- I mean, the video creation and all that stuff has to be so time consuming. You know, it is. I, I work part time for for Cecilia Health. So that works out really well. And I make my own schedule. So that again, Oh, that's work, nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can work. Yeah. I set the days, I set the hours, and I have literally the best bosses. So I'll give a shout out on here to anybody that's a dietitian and a diabetes educator. That company is has awesome. been such a, ble- a blessing to me this last four years. So um I, I know some people need like a job that has like the steady income, steady hours types of thing too with benefits and such. So that, that may not be the way they would want to go. But Mm -hmm. as far as being a fair company for its flexibility and stuff as well, I've loved it. So shout out to that. But so that has, that has given me the flexibility to do other things. So the Dexcom, I, I get like a couple of those a month. It's, it's not very many. It's, they basically contact me when there's someone 
in the whole Houston area, like a two hour radius if they need in-person training. Gotcha. Um, so that's infrequent as well. Again, I can set the schedule for that. And then um, for my business, it takes up a lot of, of the, the rest time. of the time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. it totally does. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the goal of Dinner in 321 is to grow to where, and my husband and we talk about what are the business goals for it. And it is to bring in income through affiliations with companies Mm -hmm. that will at least cover the expense of having this business. Sure. That's the goal. So, uh, you know, with any social media business as well, those opportunities come as you grow. So you have to, you know, be ready to kind of, you know, just wait, you have to wait. Sit yeah. and wait until yes. work, work hard and wait, not sit, sit and wait, but work hard and wait um, until you can get there. So I, I think you, you probably have seen, I've gotten one really good co- collaboration recently um, with pure flavor. Yes. yes. Yeah. So that has been, I've had a, a, a few collaborations, but this is a new one for me and I love it. It's, it's the type of, relationship I'm wanting to find with different businesses, things that align with nutrition goals that I have personally and in my business and that people can relate to and like the, you know, a lot of people like tomatoes, peppers, and cucumbers. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they're very relatable things that are in their grocery stores as well versus I get requests to collaborate with companies that are that say they're only available in certain stores yes mm-hmm. and that I'm just not I want to reach a broad audience that can have accessibility and they think it looks really delicious as well yes yes <laughs> yeah so so that's my goal with dinner in 321 and um, you know it's really just hustling with recipes every week that is making it grow um, and, and the support from the community that's already been established too. Do you see a cookbook in your future? Are you thinking about putting one out? I am. Yeah. I, I, I am. My, I have a good girlfriend. She, she's pretty successful with her social media business and she's wanted me to look into doing an e-cookbook mm-hmm. um, of some sort, but I think I need a little bit more on the back end of working help to do that. Gotcha. Because it just, every, you know, I do three, at least three recipes a week for dinner in three, two, one. And they're often, they coincide with what I feed my family as well. So I am able to kind of double double work right Do sure your family and, and business yes yeah. <laughs> yes exactly and I get to have all the variety too so you know I a video takes upwards of probably all together eight to ten hours sure for it from everything writing the recipe figure out the nutrition information for it editing the video um, now now I load it for the my, I do have a team that does my website, so I have to upload those on a certain date to get it to them to upload for the next week. Um, I also do a newsletter every week for those who subscribe to the website. So that's another half a day's work to create that for the audience. 
Um, so it's just, I think I need more on the dinner and three, two, one team sure. to be able to do that and not be burnt out. So future, know? future goals. Yes, yes, for sure. For <laughs> sure. And you know, I think as everyone has in their kitchen, you have your ebb and flows of like, um, everything we're making right now is really delicious. And I have so many ideas. They're all going to be executed perfectly. And then you have moments of, I don't want to cook another thing. <laughs> Husband, I want you to take me out. Because I always say, one, like three of the most delicious ingredients are being served the food and not having to clean it up. Oh, for <laughs> so, sure. I mean, those are like ingredients in themselves. So, um, <laughs> or, or have to like create the video. So I just say there are times, like I'll, I'll be really heavy with content. I've got, you know, maybe a month's worth under my belt. And then... Mm-hmm. I'll have to take like a, a week to let's just go do some of our favorite meals. I don't, I'm not recording because I've already done before or it's just our, our you favorite just need some time away. Yeah. Yeah. Just need some yeah. Time away from it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that those happen as well, but it all, it all balances really, I would say. Well, I yeah. love to see that you're having success. Like I always am on this. I always feel like I'm an old dietitian, so I have no place on TikTok. So I love oh, yes, that you, you do. Are. <laughs> so I love that you're in that space and it's going so well for you. I like to see and hear mm-hmm. like how it's working out for other people doing other things with our profession. Yeah. Well, how long have you been a dietitian? Oh, girl, I've been a dietitian for 21 years. So really? Yeah. I'm an old old dietitian. (laughs) Well, listen, you you got a lot to teach all of us, though, through your podcast. So I mean, I appreciate it. (laughs) Well, you're teaching me a lot with food. So (laughs) do you ever go to the conferences like the dietitian, like the fancy or yeah I have yes I have Mm -hmm. up until the pandemic I think I've gone every year for like the past five or six years so yeah yeah see I've never gone to fancy but I because I've always done diabetes kind of related oh yeah yeah. um or and then in some jobs we just had so many locally that I didn't have the need to go get a big chunk of hours anywhere yeah um but I I've always wanted to go to to one I think the next one's going to be in Miami or Orlando I think Orlando yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so maybe maybe then <laughs> you'll have to let me know maybe we'll have yeah. make sure I'll have to attend if you do so we can I that's know. where I love to see everybody that I connect with so. wouldn't that be cool <laughs> yeah and I think the next um the AADEs I think they actually changed their name too are they the ADCES now are they? I don't know. I, I think they changed their credential as well. What well, it's the next AADE, sense. whatever. But they'll be in Houston, I think, twenty twenty three. So oh, that's, okay, that's going to be. I always go to that one because I'm like twenty minutes away. Oh, that's so, so close. Yeah. I, I always, um, I have friends, family, friends that live in the Houston area. And my mom and I have mm-hmm. talked about coming down that direction. Yeah. So we need to do it sooner yes, than later you do. so I will let you know oh, love if we it. end up oh, that way <laughs> yes you've got to we will have to go have dinner or do something fun there's so much to fun. do in Houston <laughs> I know I haven't been there for a long like I think the last time I was there is when I was like in my teens so it's oh been a, it's, it's been so a much. hot minute since I've yes. been yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well and all these conferences are so important because you know you've been a dietitian for 21 years let's see I've been one for 13 well 12 12 uh-huh. years now yeah um it's there's so much new and I don't always agree with things that are new either, but I also want to be informed of what's going on. So I don't right. get like a curveball ball um, because I, I do coach clients through dinner in three, two, one. 
Oh, as sure. well, if, if they want to have diabetes education or, or weight loss, weight management or something, mm-hmm. um, I do that through the website. But I also, if they're going to bring up, you know, intuitive eating, for example, that's a new wave of nutrition in the last couple yes. years, maybe, um, you know, people bring up concepts of that. And I just want to be educated on it, make sure I know what I'm talking about. Them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So I think that there are a lot, you might agree with me on this. I think there are a lot of old school ways that shouldn't be changed because yes. I think they work well. Don't overcomplicate things. Um, and that's one thing like with the hospital setting that I, when I was working in it, I didn't like the way that things were changing very much. I just, gotcha. I like things work just fine. Don't mess with something that's not the, broken. That's, yeah, right. <laughs> kind so, of like recipes, right? Kind of like the recipes yes. that you create in your family Exactly. Recipes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If it's, and, and you know what, speaking of that, I have made, the, the things that set me back on recipes a bit are if I make them and they fail. Oh, yes. Because you're like, like aw. <laughs> yeah, it's a, compl- it's, it's a waste of having recorded everything perfectly, mm. you know, poised, and then you taste it. And if it's not, I swear, I will never post anything that is not like, when are we going to have this again? Like, gotcha. that's, the, that's the feeling I have to have. And I have made, there is a dish I've made twice in the last couple of weeks. And it was from something that I saw on TikTok. And I've changed up several ingredients to make it my own. And I swear it it was not okay the first time, but it was even worse the second. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. And it's like I was using a brand that was a like a Parmesan garlic sauce with um, uh, like rice and cream cheese and chicken. And it was like a one pan type of dish. Mm-hmm. Well, the first time I did it, I used pork and the pork was incredibly dry. Like oh. just... It was actually tasty, but it was just so dry. So I was like, well, that won't work. And then I told my husband, so let's do chicken instead. I did chicken, but I also changed the sauce ingredient to a sugar-free, like a low-sodium Parmesan garlic sauce brand that I had found. And it was at Walmart. So I thought, okay, this is this is a great one. Yeah, yeah, the the sodium haters can love this one, you know? (laughs) Sodium police will like it. Um, It was gosh darn awful (laughs) it was so bad it had that horrible wang to it if you know what I mean yes what a bummer that's a bummer yeah Yeah. and when I mixed it up and I put it in there I thought you know what this tastes a little wangy but uh, maybe when it it, maybe as it cooks it will bring on some savory notes and it just didn't so I have the kitchen fails I try to tell people that too so they don't get discouraged when they're trying something new and they're like I can't do anything right like no everybody does it right (laughs) and I love that you're authentic and you're not going to share anything that doesn't taste good with people because I feel like that's that Mm -hmm. happens like oh here's Mm -hmm. this great recipe and then someone makes it and it's like this is terrible what oh yeah (laughs) yeah I mean you can create something that looks beautiful I can tell you even those those dishes looked beautiful beautiful. but yeah I mean if if they're not delicious though because also you'll have the people who do it and they'll do it right and they're like it just didn't turn out so Mm -hmm. when people tell me something doesn't turn out the way that I present it I know that there's something they did different yeah 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 so they either substituted something or they just they missed a step and I will gladly help troubleshoot a recipe for them like Hmm. let's see where you went wrong Mm -hmm. um 
because the last thing I'm going to do is say that the recipe is at fault. Right, right. <laughs> I've made it too many times you to know. ensure it's right. <laughs> yeah, before I do that. Yeah. So that's that's one thing I just I want I always make sure people feel confident in what they're going to make is going to be good. Oh, well, I love everything you're doing. I love how you're balancing out everything. And I think just your space that you hold and all of social media, which I will check out the other places, you're doing such a great job. So thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much for all you're doing. I love it. I learned and I trust your taste buds. So I (laughs) have all confidence in the food that you make is always going to be delicious. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, I hope you like it and all of your listeners like them as well. And thank you for having me on today I was looking forward to it since we scheduled it so. I know it was been a while right <laughs> yeah I mean you, th- you would think that when we scheduled it uh, it would it seemed like it was forever ago but it went by so fast I know it does it does yeah. well we have to end with my hard questions since you answered okay. all the easy ones so okay. miss miss wonderful chef behind the camera what are some foods that you enjoy oh popcorn is my number one favorite food is it really? Oh, I yeah. love popcorn. Yeah, popcorn. <laughs> yeah, preferably homemade on the stove, but going mm-hmm. to the movies equally as much. Um, that's my favorite. And I would say my mom's at Cherry Bear on a Cloud is my favorite dessert. And probably a good turkey and dressing Thanksgiving meal is my favorite meal. Which you just had with your Christmas in, did you have that for Christmas yes. in July? Yes. We did. <laughs> yes. I, it, we always do turkey and dressing in July and it worked out perfectly with my mamma here. And oh, so she, you know, she's the one that makes the turkey in, like, for our family. And so I actually, in Thanksgiving of last year, I filmed her making turkey and dressing from start to finish. And I have not edited it yet, but I plan on doing that prior to Thanksgiving this year because people have asked, you know, how she makes it. So I'm oh, going that'll to do that. Oh, that'll be exciting. Oh, I yeah. love it. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of beverages do you enjoy? I love Topo Chico's mm-hmm. water. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Diet L8, L8 ones. Um, that's a that's a pop from Kentucky. I was going to say, that must be like a family, mm-hmm. like around to where you're mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, a Coca-Cola distributes it, but they make it out of Winchester, Kentucky. It's oh. like a, it's like a ginger ale, but they actually sell it here in, right outside of Houston or in Houston and, and at Kroger's. So oh. they have it. Here Interesting. Too. Okay. Yeah. So you can find it there. I think the Cracker Barrel sells the regular, but not the diet, but huh. Yep, those are my favorite drinks, and I have an occasional glass of red wine and a Moscow mule and when a bourbon. Go, <laughs> when your husband takes you out for dinner and you're not cooking. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, that's when I get to, we have one. That's our favorite. I love I love the heritage of my state with bourbon just because of mm. its, its history, so I'm proud. I don't drink it often. I, I like it, but I feel like it's such a storytelling beverage honestly everybody's got stories about oh I'm sure you know the bourbon trail or what you know their granddaddy being a you know moonshine maker (laughs) yeah yeah I mean it's just a fun drink I'm I'm mainly I don't drink very much alcohol mainly Topo Chico's delicious those are so good yeah Yeah. what kind of Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? No, I like these questions. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Uh, what kind of scents or smells do you enjoy? 
I like, I, I burn a lot of tarts. <laughs> and so I like the type of tarts that are like pecan, cinnamon, pumpkin mm. types of scents. That's my home smell, favorite smell. Yum. Yeah, I can taste that. I can t- just deliciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And even like in our Christmas in July, I had saved some wallflowers and I had cut Fraser fur tarts. So I had the health oh, of the gosh. house smelling like Christmas. <laughs> you are just, you are like top to bottom all over. I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> so extra. <laughs> I love it though. You might as well get that while you can. Yes. <laughs> uh, what's, would you do if you were not a dietitian? Um, that is a, a tough, tough question. I know. If I wasn't a dietitian, you know, I wanted to be a doctor initially. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Is there a certain type of doctor you wanted to be or just any doctor? I actually wanted to be an obstetrician. Oh, gotcha. Which is odd because I don't have actual kids of my own nor have plans to, but I like babies a lot. Um, (laughs) You like other people's babies. (laughs) I like other people's babies. You can give them back. Um, um, No, I don't. That's a really hard one because I can't imagine doing anything else. You know, that's a great answer, though, too, because I think that says a lot about you're in the right place. So you didn't you don't have to think about being something else. Yeah, I never went back and thought like I never had a do I want to do this or that I never it was always down this path that's awesome I I, love it even even my first job before like in college I was a pampered chef consultant because (laughs) I wanted to a I I loved food and I wanted to create a good stockpile of stuff for my own kitchen when I moved out you so so you were you were preparing even though you didn't know what you're preparing for (laughs) Oh yeah, I turned eighteen and became a consultant pretty That's much amazing. immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and what brings you joy in life? God and my family and food. I mean, what else do you need, right? <laughs> yeah, nothing else. And you know, I think family is my my core, like related family is my family. But then, I often talk about my dinner in three, two, one family because I feel like. Aww. As the business grows and people, you create relationships, I feel like there are family connections I make within that circle as well. So, sure, yeah, it, I mean, like you said, there's nothing else. I, you know, God, family, and food is everything, <laughs> pretty much. That's a beautiful answer. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It describes you perfectly, too, I think. Just from me knowing, uh-huh. knowing you from afar, of course, I don't know you as personally as I would like to, but just uh-huh. I feel like you encompass that every day when you uh-huh. show up on social media. So, Well, that makes <laughs> me happy to hear that that's what I am portraying. <laughs> well, you're doing a great job. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> well, this has been such a lovely conversation. Yeah. I love the opportunity to get to know you and think of the world of all that you're doing and can't wait to see what's next for you oh, thank you so much I'm excited for the future and I'm excited for the now as well <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> all right well thank you so much for today okay if you do not follow Miss Laura on social media you must do it because I really truly have found so many great recipes through her social media post. 
Um, I think it's great that she's on TikTok. It's still an area that I am, I guess I'm a little bit intimidated by. And I think she does a, such a fantastic job. And I think it's great how she shares a little bit more insight into the work that she puts into her business, the amount of time she's spending on video, and then just her success that she's had, but also maybe some things that haven't been as successful. So I think she just is the real deal, and I love that about her. So go follow her at Dinner in 321, and you can find that on TikTok, you can find it on Facebook, on Instagram, and her website is Dinner in 321 as well. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.